welcome to this edition of Keep Watch Pass on the It's Not That Bad podcast channel, a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. So, if you've looked at the thumbnail for the episode that you're listening to, well, you already know what's coming. But if you didn't, and you just said, hey, It's Not That Bad has a new episode out, I'm just going to hit play because that makes you a smart person. I'm going to sum up our episode in three letters, N P. H. Neil Patrick <laughs> Harris. And here to squeal along through the entire episode is my lovely wife, Carrie. Carrie, I, I'm I don't know. I, I can't really tell. <laughs> Are you excited for this episode? Oh my gosh, my preteen heart go boom. <laughs> but that's just because to me he'll always be doogie. Right. And and that's the thing. Like when we were putting together this episode of movies starring Neil Patrick Harris. The key words in this are not Neil Patrick Harris. The key word is movies. So we had to eliminate all TV shows. That means Doogie Howser, you gone. How I Met Your Mother, How I Didn't Watch Your TV Show for This, although we did watch the crap out of How I Met Your Mother. That show was awesome, except for the last season. It could have ended better. But I digress. Now, we are specifically talking about movies starring Neil Patrick Harris. And here's what we're going to do. We are going to pick three of them each. A keep, a watch, and a pass. The keep is one that would make Carrie squeal pretty much (laughs) whenever. The watch, you might get a a slight little squeak out of her. And a pass, I, I don't even know what sound she would make for the pass film. But I think we're going to find out a little bit later on. Can I really pass on NPH? Oh, you can pass. Like, is that even allowed? You can pass. Now, admittedly, admittedly, in some cases, very similar to our other show over on There Can Only Be One, uh, Spin, Shuffle, Skip, where sometimes you have to pick a song because them's the rules of the game and you can't just pass on the pass. So you can put it in your pass column, even though it would be like... If if uh, it's like the the gun to your head kind of ultimatum, oh wow! Which this, this this episode just got way more violent, didn't it? That's not all right. Well, that's not all right then. <laughs> also, b- by the way, if you if you have not watched his performance in episode three of the Doctor Who specials that are available on Disney Plus, dear God, what's what are you waiting for? I was waiting for you to give props to his performance. As the toy maker. The, oh, sorry. No, no, the toy maker. Was it the toy maker? The celestial toy maker, yes. Okay, yes. Which, just, the whole episode is brilliant. Oh, my God. But then again, Doctor Who is awesome. And so is Neil Patrick Harris. And so is Neil Patrick Harris. And here we are to talk about him. Exactly. But we're going to talk movies, though. I'm going to start with Squeaky over there. (laughs) What, What is your Neil Patrick Harris keep film all of them no <laughs> you get one his entire filmography um okay so those who know me well know that before my preteen heart beat for doogie hauser md uh i was a big fan of smurfs growing up mm-hmm. and so Neil Patrick Harris in the Smurfs movie 
And I mean, I could go with one or two. They are both wonderful. And I watch them every single chance I get. Um, So, I mean, if I had to choose one, I actually think I enjoyed the second one more. I think he was kind of a little bit more comfortable or a little bit more like accepting of the little blue Smurfs uh, in the second movie. He was a little kind of standoffish, a little unsure about them in the first movie, but eventually warmed up to um, these tiny critters. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm going to go with Smurfs 2 as being my absolute favorite, and I am keeping the Smurfs franchise. Well, that's all right then. <laughs> I, I may actually just say that through the entire episode. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, I didn't give the you know the Doctor Who props at the beginning, so now we're just going to call it it through the whole show. Right. So we actually did cover the first Smurfs film early on, and it's not that bad. Like you know, as far as our episode lists go, but I'm going to point out to you that Smurfs two, as a tomatometer, sits at. 14%. No, is it actually lower than the first one? Then? It is. That's sad. 14%. The critics y'all. are wrong. So apparently, <laughs> apparently, appearing soon on It's Not That Bad, we may have to go down that road. The critics are smurfing wrong. Smurfing wrong. <laughs> and, and that's the thing, too. Like, I actually agree with you in that. Um, Smurfs 2, I think, is the better of the live-action Smurfs film. I, I do get that the third one is fully animated, and Patrick Neil Patrick Harris and Jim and Mays are not in it. Uh, to put it in perspective, though, the first Smurfs film did have a 21% tomatometer, so, you know, yeah, no. But I will say that at 14%, it is not Neil Patrick Harris's lowest tomatometer. Oh. As far as an actor goes. And I don't know if we're going to get to that movie or not. Uh, but I will let... If we don't, I'll still let you know what it is. Okay. Okay. But we're going to go with my keep movie here. And, you know, anyone who knows me... I feel like I'm starting the way you did here. Anyone who knows me knows that I'm a bit of a sci-fi geek. Oh, I know what's coming I, up. I know. I, I like my sci-fi films. And nothing screams ultimate sci-fi than Gestapo Doogie Hauser in Starship Troopers. Holy crap. Freaking love this film. Absolutely. Like, I'm telling you right now, okay? If we do a uh, movie starring Dina Meyer, Starship Troopers might be my keep film. If we do a, a, a movie starring Denise Richards, this might be my keep, my keep film. Like, I freaking love this film so much. And it's just... The thing is, if you just watch it as a sci-fi film, you can enjoy it. If you watch it as a social commentary on the state of war and the coverage of war, you can still enjoy it too. Like, at some point, I'm going to read, I think it's Robert Heinlein who wrote the book that this is based on. I'm going to find that book, and I'm going to read it, and I'm going to enjoy it. I'm just curious if the book is as... Not sarcastic, but definitely scathing in its social commentary. We now move on to our watch film. And I'm kind of grading on a curve on this one here because NPH isn't really in this film a lot. When he is, he's awesome. The whole movie is awesome. It's not NPH's film. He's just in it for a little bit. 
But when he shows up to tell Nicolas Cage that he's got to do a film, I'm going with the unbearable weight of massive talent. Oh, I'm so happy you mentioned that movie. Right? Like, <laughs> right off the bat, this may be one of my favorite Nick Cage films. I know at some point down the road, we're going to have to do the film star Nick Cage episode of Keep Watch Pass, and then we'll probably end up doing a volume two of movie starring Nicolas Cage, because he's been in a few but this one is so much fun and pedro pascal like holy crap but but even the small scene with neil patrick harris in it as his agent it's hilarious and it's the dry wit that mph can put out there that makes that moment like imagine if you are nick cage's agent trying to tell him that he needs to take a film so he can pay for the lavish lifestyle that he's living. It's almost tailor-made for someone with Neil Patrick Harris's ability to be ridiculously funny while also being the straight guy in the scene. Also, and I feel like we have to point this out whenever we get the chance to, this movie has a staged reference in it. Oh? Mm Mm-hmm. Because... In season three of Staged, in the very last episode, during the the reading of A Christmas Carol in a way that never should be read, Lily Sheen is in this film, and she was also in that last episode. But now to you, Carrie, what's your watch film for NPH? Well, before we go there, I would have loved to have seen NPH being one of the actors auditioning for, like, let's say... Michael Sheen's role. (laughs) Like, wouldn't that have been brilliant and staged? Brilliant and scary all at the same time. Actually, no, I think he would have pulled off David Tennant much, (laughs) much better. That that might have been the wake-up call for David Tennant. Like, I'm not really like that, am I? He might actually be a better David Tennant than David Tennant. Oh, dear God, no. (laughs) No. NPH can do anything. I mean, yes, NPH can do anything, but no. (laughs) (laughs) Can we just also give props to, and I know it's a TV show, it's actually not even a show, it was just kind of um, when NPH was doing... Oh, the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, yes. Star Wars, like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it, like, I was just like, I, I... give anything to have been there that same time that he was filming this. It, it looked like he was having a lot of fun doing that special. Like, yeah. you know, full full kudos and kind of jealous. <laughs> not, I'm not going to lie, MPH, I'm kind of jealous that you got to do that. And, you know, it sounds like you're a, like a big Star Wars fan and Star Wars was a big part of your childhood. So kudos to you for getting that opportunity next time, you know, called me up <laughs> just, uh, i don't i don't need to be in it i just want to be there an know? invite would have been nice right you know like <laughs> I'll, I'll hold the cue cards it's fine it's fine oh my god fine right uh, all right what's your watch film for nbh okay so i am watching harold and kumar go to white castle because <laughs> oh my god <laughs> NPH stole my car. (laughs) Well, that's not all right then. (laughs) (laughs) The scene, actually scenes, every single time he would show up in this movie, I would be like laughing to the point of hysterics because it was so funny. His role was, and the thing is he played himself. (laughs) Right. (laughs) 
Oh my god! I, I I mean I will say like like when he first did it, it's like okay th- this is hilarious Be- because it's him because it's NPH and because it kind of plays on the you know the almost wholesomeness of the Doogie Hauser character. And then when he shows up in the other ones too, like okay I love this running gag. It's brilliant. <laughs> okay, but was he actually playing himself or was he playing like the anti NPH? Um, you mean like the the coked out, drugged out, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> completely, you know, the exact opposite of playing NPH, yeah. which is which is in and of itself brilliant and funny and yeah. When, <laughs> like, when, when NPH stands for nose powder Hollywood, that's kind of what we're talking about here. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but yeah, no, like that's the thing. Like I love the fact that it became a running gag through the entire Harold and Kumar series. Like uh, again. Sometimes it doesn't take much to have a brilliant moment in a, in a film series. NPH brought it in. And I think he had fun. It looked like he had fun doing it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And and that was the thing is, like, if you saw his character in the scene, you just knew. You just oh, yeah. knew it was going to be funny. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. All right, so now we get to the inevitable moment that you have been dreading, dreading. the pass. <sighs> and and yes, it's okay to say that you are passing only because there is that rule in the game. Okay, well, I'm, I actually have an asterisk to this because I'm passing only because I've seen it once and not that I didn't enjoy it, but I think a one viewing of this movie is enough okay had to see it once um i'm gonna pass on 8-bit christmas i was wondering if this was going to be your watch film because it was a lot of fun it was definitely a lot of fun but i think it was i mean a um you know me in christmas movies right it's like okay anything as of december 1st until 
December 23rd. And then that's it. No more Christmas movies. <laughs> like, <laughs> so there's a very small window of opportunity to watch the movie if it's a Christmas movie to begin with. And I think, you know, seeing it once, okay. Um, definitely love that it was like taking it back to the old school Nintendo system, which, you know, I proudly owned and operated for many years of my life. So it was, you know what? It was great. Um, God help her try to get out of World 1 and Super Mario now, <laughs> let me tell you, though. Oh, my God. 8-bit was, that's my jam, right? Mm-hmm. Like, all of these, like, beautifully, I don't know, pro- overly produced video games that look exactly like it should be a, on a movie screen. Yeah. That's not my thing. No. Right? I love my little blocks. Well, well that was the thing. Like, with 8-bit games, it had to be a good game because it didn't have the graphics to, you know psych you out with it right, right. It, it, it couldn't be style over substance it had you had to have substance because there's only so much you could do with 8-bit blocky animations but <laughs> but i will agree in that 8-bit christmas while it is a lovely christmas film it's not a rewatchable christmas film to me like there there are some christmas films that are infinitely rewatchable in this house like well- was it even really a Christmas movie aside from the fact that it happened at Christmas? I mean, I think it's I think it's a Christmas movie in so much as you have some of the other more um hunting down that present kind of Christmas movies. Yeah, I mean it kind of felt like the same concept of like um jingle all the way yeah which of course we have covered on this show so you can go back and listen to that episode but the thing is while it wasn't as you know anything like it was much better than jingle all the way there's there's no question about that but the thing is it wasn't something that stuck in your brain and made you want to rewatch it it was it was a lovely christmas the year it came out and we watched it and it was nice and you know like a movie like scrooged that that's the kind of movie that becomes a tradition you know um for those of you who are broken like us, maybe a movie like Violent Night would become a, tra- uh, a tradition. <laughs> or, you know, if you're one of many, Die Hard, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's a given. But right. It's I- not Christmas until Hans Gruber falls from Nakatomi Plaza. Exactly. <laughs> but I, as good as the movie is, and the funny thing is, of the three films that you have picked, 8-Bit Christmas is the one with the highest tomatometer at 84%. Again, it's not a bad movie, and it's not a knock on that movie. I would watch it again if it was on TV and I had time enough, Um, but I think watching it once, like to actually make the attempt to sit down and, you know, watch it, um, I I may or may not, you know, but if if I don't see it every year as part of my Christmas traditional movie watching I would be okay having seen it only once. Okay. I had mentioned at the beginning of the show that the Smurfs 2 was not, it was low, but it wasn't MPH's lowest critic score as far as his films go. The lowest is actually Joan of Arc, which sits at a 10% critic score with a 57% audience score. And he plays the Dolphin and later the King Charles VII of France. Not my pick. Not my pick. I think you're going to be surprised at my pick because my pick is Justice League, The New Frontier. It's one of the DC animated universe films. Now, here's the thing. 
I'm surprised that my watch wasn't another DC animated universe film that he did, which was Batman Under the Red Hood, where he voiced Nightwing. And his voice is perfect for Nightwing. Like, absolutely perfect. He was one of the best parts of Batman Under the Red Hood. I freaking love that film. In Justice League The New Frontier, uh, he plays The Flash. And I don't know if it's the style of the animated film or the era that that this kind of takes place. It just, at that time, they were in the whole um, apocalypse kind of era of DC animated films. And this was one of the outliers. It was kind of like a standalone animated film. And while it's okay, it doesn't hold a candle to some of the other animated DC films that were coming out, especially something like Batman Under the Red Hood. If you put those two films together, Batman Under the Red Hood is the superior film of of the two, of the two, for the record. Justice League The New Frontier has no official tomatometer, but it has a 71% audience score. Batman Under the Red Hood, the audience score is 92%. The tomatometer, and I don't think I've ever said this on this show, or, or, or it's not that bad, has a 100% tomatometer. Wow. It is that damn good. If you're looking for some of the best of the DC animated universe, you go to Batman Under the Red Hood. I'm just not the biggest fan of Justice like the New Frontier. To me, NPH is Nightwing and not The Flash. But that's just me. All right, Carrie, thank you so much for going down this road. I, I, I didn't hear any other squeals. <laughs> I did not hear another squeal. I, I already got it out of my system. That's not all right then. <laughs> all right, before we go, please remind our listeners what your keep, watch, and pass movies were. All right, well... Again, rewatching old seasons of Doogie Hauser MD, Always and Forever. Um, that is my era of NPH. But since he has grown into an adult, uh, I am going to keep his performance in the Smurfs movie. Smurfs 2. You said Smurfs 2. Smurfs 2. Um, I'm going to watch Harold and Kumar go to White Castle every single time and guffaw with every scene that NPH is in. And I am passing on 8-Bit Christmas only because I've seen it once and I think once is enough. I feel bad now that your watch is Harold and Kumar go to White Castle and we have not yet been to a White Castle. Oh, and we were so close. We were so close. (gasps) Just because we couldn't have, well... I didn't want to have burgers at like for breakfast eleven o'clock at night or for breakfast. And PH would have had like Castle Burger for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I wasn't like stoned out of my tree. And that's your problem. That's the problem. <laughs> that's not okay then. <laughs> All right, my keep film is Starship Troopers. My watch is the unbearable weight of massive talent, and my pass is Justice League: The New Frontier. Carrie, thank you so much for this, and to you, our listeners. Thank you. Now, you guys know the drill. If there is a topic that you want us to cover on Keep Watch Pass, hit us up on social media at NotThatBadCast or go to our website at NotThatBadCast.com. And while you're there, make sure you check out our new Coming Soon page where you can see all of the episodes that we are working on and there's a spot for you to fill in your comments. We really want to hear 
your thoughts and your picks for these shows and we're going to shout you out every time you do it so remember notthatbadcast.com and go to our coming soon page and check out all the other shows while you're there until next time she's carrie i'm jay you guys are awesome this is keep watch pass on the it's not that bad podcast channel a proud member of the pantheon podcast network take care it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.